looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we have big news. We're no longer news in podcast apps. We're no longer designated as a news podcast. <laughs> okay, can you be specific? It was entertainment news. We were in the subcategory entertainment news, but we were also in the umbrella category news. I just wanted to be amongst other people like us. <laughs> exactly. Sounds, no, so, that's, that sounds, no, like society and culture. Like I wanted to be, I want to be where the people are, as the like mermaid says. Yes, we're not on the same chart as Megyn Kelly and like uh, the Dilbert guy and like. Yeah, can we please get out of the news section? The top news podcast, 100 Chris Hayes, 99 Who Weekly. It's like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, but we are at 144. This These charts are like ridiculous. They change they, on the they hour. They change fast because when you release an episode, you get the bump, right? So like yeah. if they're, you know, if you're like a Monday episode versus a Tuesday episode, like you can't check on the day that's not the day you release an episode. Right. So this is your reminder to rate interviews on Apple Podcasts as soon as possible. Did you see what the number one podcast is in society and culture? Uh, No. What is it? Oh, Kelly Ripa. <laughs> Let's talk off camera with Kelly Ripa. Her new podcast that they clearly, they, they mess with the numbers when they're new podcasts. They she has a new podcast. It. They juiced her. I mean, everyone has a new pod. It's still, you'd think this trend would be a it would be a downward trend, and yet we're still letting celebrities do this. We're still encouraging, sorry. We're still encouraging them to do it. Yes. We're still saying, oh, this is a good idea for you. Mm -hmm. What's unfortunate is you took us out of entertainment news, which where nobody was in, but you put us in a place where now all we see are celebrity podcasts that annoy us, like, you know, podcasts by celebrities that annoy us, you know, and mm -hmm. we're now swimming in them. We're, we're swimming in the same pool as them, trying to mm -hmm. stay afloat. We are. So rate and review us. That would be nice. Yeah. And you are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM- Let's start with comments. Hi, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. Um, I know that you don't want this call, but it's my birthday, and so I'm allowed to be as toxic as I want. And Christina Aguilera's Demon Cons or commercial, the song in the background is Infatuation off of her Stripped album. Thanks, Contrunch. Happy birthday. We'll accept it. Happy birthday. Fine. 
You know, I just wanted an excuse to play Nobody Wants to Be Lonely on the episode, so. I know. And just like, you know, I'm not thinking about that song. I'm thinking about Nobody Wants to Be Lonely. And it gave Nobody Wants to Be Lonely. That's fine, though. (laughs) That's totally fine. Next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Uh, Medium time, second time. So, not to be another straight dude that's calling about wrestling, but when the previous caller called about the Bella Twins, um, the, they neglected to mention that the, the reason they had to change it is because the WWE owns that trademark. So the, they're probably not rebranding to embrace their heritage or identity. It's probably because the WWE won't let them take their previous identities with them because the WWE came up with them. Uh, kind of a bummer. There's a lot of interesting cases of this in history of wrestling, I guess. But yeah. Anyways, crunch, crunch, promising young, promising young woman, woman. The WWE is so toxic. This is really funny. <laughs> they own the trademark, the Bella Twins. So that's, is that why we're like, we're breaking free? Is that why they're like doing this whole thing where it's like, we are now like Garcia Twins? It's because I they own their so. names. Okay. I think so. And then there's a good, they have a good. That's fascinating. They have a funny quote. I think Timmy put it in here or did I see it somewhere else? Oh, wait, no, I, I saw it somewhere else. Um, the WWE Hall of Famers further explained they chose to use their father's surname, Garcia, rather than their married names, Nikki Shvintsev, because she's married to Artiv, mm. and Brie Danielson. Mm. Quote, our dad is doing backflips now, Nikki Garcia said. Why not go back to our roots? We love Mexican culture. Let's go back to Garcia. So it's like, why not? It's like anything to get us away from the WWE. But they also, sure. in the statement about this, were like, very, very respectful to the WWE. The entire thing is like, we have no ill will towards them. We're grateful that they helped us create these identities, but we're moving on. It's interesting because they did talk shit about it a little bit in their um, memoir. Or they didn't mm, They didn't really talk shit, but they weren't – they did reveal some stuff. I guess it doesn't matter if you reveal some stuff. But you know who they didn't ever talk shit about? Who? The WWE guy. Vince McMahon? They went out of their way to be so kind – to Vince McMahon over and over again in a way that was sort of like right. interesting. Right. Like that's endearing. interesting. Yeah. Right. Because even when right. they would criticize the entity as a whole, they would never really criticize him. Interesting. Okay. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, long time, first time. Um, I had to pause pod, read Chris Appleton's $19 Air One smoothie. Um, so I have some insight into the baffling economics there at Air One, I did once see a, a quart of spinach soup for $52. Um, so I have a friend who is big in beverages, and he just did a deal with Air One. And guess how much he told me it costs to get your product just the chance to be included in a smoothie? It broke my brain. It is $30,000, $30,000 to just have the chance for your spirulina or whatever to be an option to put into a smoothie. So, I mean, I guess amortized or like whatever, $19 is kind of a good deal maybe. I don't really know. Um, Okay, crunch, crunch. Promising young, promising young woman, woman. The sticker price of the smoothie has nothing to do with the advertisement they're saying it gives you to get into one of these celebrity Mm -hmm. smoothies as a brand. So, like, they can use, like, generic spirulina. But then also if you pay $30,000, they can use, like, Lindsay Weber's, like, all organic, like, iconic L.A. Spirulinzi. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like that's what they're saying, which is actually even more interesting in terms of that. But that's more of like a – 
of a B2B situation versus what yeah. we're interested in, which is like the celebrities. One of the main reasons we brought this up is A, because the call is interesting, but B, because Timmy had a great idea. I mean, if Timmy has to live in L.A., like if t- if it's like required that Timmy like He's is West living Coast in L.A., office. you know, I mean, he might as well do something for us that is like L.A. based and go try some of these celebrity smoothies <laughs> when they premiere. I think Timmy is scamming us into paying for his smoothies after I said explicitly that I was not going to be paying for the Chris Appletini or whatever it's called. Aphrodisiac. Chris Aphrodisiac. And now that I were agreeing to do this, it's kind of, and Timmy's like, I'm getting free smoothie. Timmy says he wants to go to Erewhon once a month and try a smoothie and review it on the air. And we said, Timmy, that's a great idea. Timmy, expense it. It'll be fine. So congrats, Timmy. (laughs) Next call. I paused the podcast to Google it, and you were right. Tenderfix is a ghost kitchen of IHOP. Promising young, promising young woman, woman. Noah Schnott makes his chicken strips in IHOPs and then sends them as his own Tender Fix branded lunches. Shout out to our friend Andrew Spina who claims he used a credit that he had to order the <laughs> – I was like, Plain. did you pay for this? He's like, I had a credit. I was like, mm, okay. He ordered the – out of curiosity, you know, he's a food curious person. He ordered the – Chicken tender fix. <laughs> tender fix. That's what we're calling foodies now, food curious. <laughs> food curious. Well, why else? I'm sorry, you're not a foodie if you're ordering like the tender fix ghost chicken. You're something else. You're food curious. <laughs> okay, he's he is food curious. You he ordered the tender fix by Noah Schnapp delivery. And when I tell you it came like a chaos meal, he said he ordered <laughs> sliders, but it just came like bread and chicken. They didn't cut the chicken tenders into like the shape of slider. You know what I mean? The, the bread is slider bread. The chicken tenders are just chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like it was almost like make your own sandwich vibes with like four French, four like One, devastating two, three, four looking waffle, waffle fries, fries. Yeah. and a cup of what looks like a sludgy sauce, but it looks it's giving dirty water. It's giving Chipotle may oh no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what that is. He posted on Twitter, do not order the Noah Schnapp ghost kitchen chicken tender sliders. And then he posted his like disgusting pitiful meal beside I don't know, uh, an ID bag and a flat line at a hospital. It is it's horrifying. It's horrifying. I mean, I do, yes. And now that we know that it is IHOP that is preparing these, I do feel like you could get a better thing just from IHOP proper. You don't even need to order these, like, random chicken inserts. Exactly. Like, who's accessing the IHOP kitchen and not ordering a Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity? I don't understand what you're doing here. And I want to be clear I do think this chicken, I would eat it. And I, I, it wouldn't even need to be late at night. I'm saying the chicken looks fine. Yeah. I would eat it in a second. The, bread the idea looks that he ordered good. sliders. No, the, <laughs> the idea that he ordered sliders and it just came pieces of bread and then long chicken tenders as if you're supposed to kind of like make yourself like a sub sandwich with the bread and the chicken. The whole thing. Messy. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at the photos of the chicken sliders and they're like no, get quite it appetizing. They're quite appetizing. They look really good. You know? I'm going to need Noah to just quality control, you know? And we got so many calls saying, all the chicken is plant-based. He's keeping with his, like, theme. No, no, no. no. It's all real chicken except for a plant-based menu item. So mm, yeah. some of it is real chicken. Some of it is chicken think, with an apostrophe. Yeah, that's real <laughs> chicken, what, what he ordered. Let's take some calls. Hi, Who Weekly. I need you to discuss Sophia Coppola's daughter's viral tiktok um something about it it's just sending me it's sending the whole internet obviously 
Um, but specifically, I do need you to talk about Fiasca, um, that lovely Women's History Month phrase from <laughs> Sofia Coppola's babysitter's boyfriend for Women's History Month. Um, if you haven't seen the video, this probably sounds insane, but I promise it was so good. Thank you so much. Uh, crunch, crunch, women do belong in blue. Hi, Weekly. Long time, long time. I am calling because I just want to encourage you to watch Sofia Coppola's daughter's TikTok that's on Twitter somewhere. I don't know her name or anything, but it's pretty, pretty funny. And she doesn't know what an onion is. And it's actually all I want from a Nepo baby, I know. It's like a banned word now, but she's doing it right. And I just think you guys would like it. Anyways, crunch, crunch. Yes, go. Crunch, crunch. Here's the thing. This isn't an Nepo baby. This is just the child of a celebrity, you know? Right. Like you need to earn, you need to earn Nepo baby. Like you have to be doing something for, for. This is not a person with aspirations beyond chartering a helicopter to Maryland. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what she's going to do. She did already. I mean, I, she did model for Marc Jacobs' new line, like, but obviously because her, you know, just in a direct, she wasn't like, I'm a model. She just was like, I'm doing this funny thing because I'm in high school yes. or whatever. Yes. This is just, you can't be a Nepo baby unless you're, at, you can't be called a Nepo baby unless you're actively, like, y using your nepotism for something that could get that accusation, especially because it has a negative connotation at this current point. Yeah. And to be clear, this is a girl who is in high school still. She is 16 years old. So it's not like she's like, out trying to start her little career somewhere. Like, no, she has a babysitter and <laughs> she made this video while home with her babysitter and her babysitter's boyfriend. So it's not like she is out here trying to star in the weekend's new show or like release an album. She's just trying to make Penny Ella Vodka at home, but she doesn't know the difference between onion and garlic. Make a vodka sauce pasta with me because I'm grounded. Because I tried to charter a helicopter from New York to Maryland on my dad's credit card because I wanted to have dinner with my girlfriend. Okay, let's get started. I don't know the difference between a garlic or onion, and I just had I just have Google images of onions on my phone, and I just I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Also, I thought I would do this since I'm already grounded because my parents' biggest rules like I'm not allowed to have any um, public social media accounts. Here's why. <laughs> it's because they they don't want me to be a nepotism kid, but. TikTok's not gonna make me famous, so it doesn't really matter. But is this an onion? Because I feel like this doesn't look like an onion. This looks like they're working so. Oh, and this, on. yes, we're on. And this is Ari, um, my babysitter's boyfriend, because right. my parents are never home, so I, these are my replacement parents. I almost put the house down. Uh, what do you think about the helicopter fiasco? Oh, I like fiasco because it's like a feminine form fiasco. Oh, it's women's history month, so. <laughs> okay, well now I'm just waiting for um, Ari to come back with my ingredients, and I will see you in part two where I actually make the pasta. I was unfortunately away from computer yesterday uh -huh. for a significant amount of time. And when I came back and, like, this TikTok now deleted had been sent to me in, like, 40 different chains and mm -hmm. just set the internet on fire, I was like, there's no way this could be as good as people are saying. And let me tell you, it was better. It has on the Twitter account from Savannah, Sav Brads on Twitter, who posted the TikTok, which is now deleted and pretty much only accessible on these, like, recorded videos on Twitter. The tweet itself has 46 million views. The video has 11 million views. Doesn't it have more views than most of Sofia Coppola's <laughs> recent films? Almost 
certain like more people have watched this tiktok than even know the beguiled exists you know what i mean and i do realize and i know you felt weird that it's like a 16 year old kid obviously like it's not amazing to like break down anything involving like a teenager who doesn't who truly kind of doesn't know better and social media can be like a dangerous place but i did feel like it was a mostly positive response like i didn't think anybody was like scoldy well i think the response is kind of exactly what the caller was saying which is that this is what we want from our children of celebrities this sort of like absurdity thank you that's why i felt it was positive also it was like a kid being a kid like the child children of celebrities like are not living real lives most of the time because Mm -hmm. they live in this like bubble she felt like the mix of i i tried to charter a helicopter to visit my camp friends is like a perfect example of like a relatable thing wanting to go visit your camp friends and the funniest celebrity element i tried to charter a helicopter (laughs) with my dad's credit card and then i got in trouble and then i got grounded so it's like it's like ryan murphy wishes he could write a celebrity rich kid this well and i also got a sense that this was funny because her joke about how her parents were never around like yes maybe rings a little true but i also think she was making a joke where she was like and these are these are my babysitter's boyfriend they basically raised me because my parents aren't around and i'm like that is extremely a funny thing to say Well, the other thing that sort of bummed me out was she was interviewed for The Beguiled in 2017. And when her family comes up, when her kids come up, she like really doesn't, Sophia, she really doesn't want to talk about them. She's like, I'm trying. I mean, this is Sophia Coppola. She is a Nepo baby, right? Like Sophia Coppola is a Nepo baby. So she is saying, I don't want my daughter to have the fucked up childhood that I had being the child of a Coppola. You know, like Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, who was absolutely obliterated by critics and audiences for her acting debut in the third Godfather movie, and then somehow turns that around and becomes a successful Oscar-winning filmmaker and writer, she's like, I don't want my daughter to have to go through that. And I think that's why, I mean, this video deleted was deleted from TikTok like the moment it went viral on Twitter. The, the Coppolas have not said a single fucking thing about this thing. But that's why I, I want, but I want it to be, I'm sure they're like, Oh, this is bad. Da da da. People are saying, but it's like I I I want to impart to them. Not that they're listening to this, but it's like this is good. This is funny. This is fine. There's nothing wrong. There's it's mm-hmm. not. This is okay. Like this is the least offensive child of celebrity that I've seen in decades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like look at Chet Hanks. You know you're doing fine. Sophia's daughter, Romy Croquet Mars, like seems like she's a normal teeny, a normal sixteen year old. I just hope that this doesn't lead to Sophia and Romy feeling pressure to do more than this. If they go back into the shadows until she's an adult, I think that this is fine. I think that, like, I worry about the pressure being applied to them now to, like, comment on it. And I hope they don't because they do not need to comment on this. They don't need to say shit about this. I mean, I'm sure somebody, if Sophia does an interview at some point, somebody will say, like, your daughter and she'll have to say and she'll say something. But maybe they'll just be like, yeah, you know, I try to keep them off social media and that doesn't really work. So, yeah, that happened and it was funny and we deleted it and she's not allowed to do that anymore. And her and her (laughs) and she was grounded for another week after that. And Romy does say in the video, she's not allowed to have public social media accounts. So it's clear that this teen has Instagrams and TikToks that are Mm, private. Can I say something? This is just a public service announcement Mm -hmm. to the Coppola girlies. Your Pinterests are public. I can see your (laughs) Pinterests. Maybe those don't count as social media to you, but I can see them. That's all I'll say is I found them very easily. So that's it. You found them very easily. And then after you said, here's Sophia's Pinterest account, which I'm more interested in than Romy's. 
on Sophia's Pinterest account, there is a two-year-old album called COTC filled with like old 20th century gowns. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. what is she making that is has the acronym COTC? She's developing an Apple mini series on Edith Wharton's Custom of the Country. And here's her Pinterest board oh, on it. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Can't wait. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, also, the reason why I found Sophia's, and this is whatever, is I found Romy's. And Romy had an album called Test Kate Sophia Romy 2023. <laughs> I guess they were taking a trip and they were planning based yeah. on these photos, which is a great way to plan a trip. And it Sophia is. had been added to the and then there's Sophia's Pinterest. Meanwhile, this album has 51 followers. I'm sorry, 51 people aren't going on this trip. So clearly I'm not the first to find the Coppola yeah. thing. And I do think that this is a harmless social media because it's just like collecting fun photos from the internet. But if we're talking about ha not having public social media, lock down your yeah. Pinterest. Lock down your Pinterest. So to make it sort of not about Romy, I did yes. find this interesting. And tell me what you think. Because, okay. again, the Coppola arm is pretty strong in Hollywood, I think. Like, this is a powerful, this is a powerful entertainment family. And also, I think that Sophia, as I said, has gone through it as a, a Nepo baby herself. I found it sort of interesting that even though this is all over Twitter, all over TikTok, all over social media, and sort of gossip blogs... There's not a single word written about this in sort of the legacy tabloid media. There's uh -huh. nothing written about this in us. There's nothing uh -huh. written about this in people. And uh -huh. to me, that's uh -huh. where Sophia's strong arm comes in, where she's saying, please do not write about this. Please do not expose my daughter to this. Yeah, we'll do something else. Please don't like write about this weird TikTok that my daughter did. Like, of course, the Daily Mail is going to write about this. But yeah. nothing on people. Interesting. To me, that, that seems like a Sophia... A Sophia move. I do love that this opened the door a little bit too to people who didn't know that Sophia Coppola was married to Toma from the band Phoenix, who whose last name, whose last name, which is why Romy and her sister have this middle name, is Croquet, which I did not know. Insane. I was like, Me, her I didn't name know it is either. Romy Croquet Mars. That's wild. No, it's because her father's name is Tomas Croquet. Mm. And also forgot the lead singer of Phoenix is from Versailles. Like, mm -hmm. did you know that Sofia Coppola made Marie Antoinette and then married a guy from Versailles? Wild. Wild to no. me. It's crazy. And they met on the set of that movie even because I think they did the soundtrack. Am I right? I think I have it somewhere here. Yeah. No, they met on the set of The Virgin Suicides. So before. So maybe, I mean, I'm sure this has all been written about, but maybe that was her, that is how she got the interest in doing the Marie Antoinette was from mm -hmm. his... She married a his, his she married a French mom. Versailles. Who's from Versailles? And she's Versailles? coming from this like famously what Italian place? family. And she's like, no, tell me about another country. What? There's yeah. another country? Oh my God. You know? <laughs> and the other thing is that's sort of funny is that the fact that Coppola isn't in Romy's name says a lot about Sophia's feelings about her famous family too, because she's like, No, let's just give you daddy's names, both of them, because both I don't want to burden you names. with this name. I don't want to Both burden you with this name. names. The true star, though, of this, the two breakout, and I will say the who of the TikTok <laughs> was the babysitter's boyfriend, who <laughs> has I no don't name. know how this, how is this not scripted by uh, Greta Gerwig when he shows up and says, oh, I like, she says, this is a fiasco. And he goes, I like fiasca because it's like a it's feminine. feminine. And she's like, then she says, women international, women's international, like women's she goes, rights. It's International she Women's says, Month. She goes, it's I Women's History Month. And this, yes, we're on. And this is Ari, um, my babysitter's boyfriend, because my parents are never home, so uh, these are my replacement parents. I almost put the house down. Uh, what do you think about the helicopter fiasco? 
Oh, I like fiasco because it's like a feminine form of fiasco. Oh, it's, it's women's history month, so. And I'm sorry, this two-hander comedic duo. I know we're trying to have her go back into the spotlight until she, uh, back into the darkness before she until she's an adult but i'm i'm wanting them to greenlight me a sitcom with the babysitter's boyfriend and romy croquet <laughs> babysitter's boyfriend is the funniest guy in this netflix needs to I'm come sorry. knocking that is or i'm sorry apple tv plus because you need the sheen you need the lux sheen babysitter's boyfriend is just so funny like <laughs> i made him go get me ingredients for my vodka my vodka pasta vodka and he sauce? shows up and performs a bit there was something about it that the chaos is felt so a little good. winking, but like the details of it, the little asides about her family. I know that she was probably partly joking, but I'm sure there was some truth to it. Like she probably doesn't see her parents much, Tomas and Sophia. And like that makes me sad, but also this girly seems pretty fucking happy. So I think she's whatever. fine. I don't think we need to worry about it. Um, I just want to I just wanted to point out. Babysitter's Boyfriend, which is, mm-hmm. as you know, a classic character in the lore of childhood. Babysitter's mm-hmm. Boyfriend. I did also laugh when I was trying to see if this was written about by people in Us Weekly and the like. And it wasn't, as I said. But the previous instances I found of Romy Mars were headlines like, Romy Mars out in NYC on Tuesday. And then you look at the, And I'm like, oh, like when was this published? And it's 2007. So it's, a, it's, it's a an baby. infant in a stroller. It's a baby. <laughs> Wait, they wrote about it. 21 hours ago, Bobby, you're wrong. Wait, what? I checked even this 21 morning. 21 hours ago, Sofia Coppola's daughter goes viral with helicopter TikTok, Us Weekly, 21 hours ago. Us Sophia Weekly Coppola's did? 16-year-old daughter goes viral after trying to charter a helicopter with dad's credit card 20 hours ago, Us Weekly. Us Weekly did it, but not people. Interesting. Okay, well, okay. I'm just okay. saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. The last time people posted about Romy Mars was Sofia Coppola's daughter, Romy Mars, makes rare public appearance with mom. With mother, And she's yeah. all grown up. Yeah. And that was in 2020, so that was three years ago. Well, at least as of recording, the most celebrity-friendly tabloid has yet to write about this. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think there's something interesting about that. I like your theory, but I I like your theory. Yeah. Romy Mars out in NYC on Tuesday. Romy Mars, six months, was spotted out in NYC with director mom Sofia Coppola, 35, on Tuesday. That's a crazy sentence. That's a crazy sentence. The six-month-old was spotted out with her mother and not the other way around. (laughs) Sounds like... <laughs> like that's hilarious. Language has really gotten away from us, is what you're saying. Language yeah. has like gotten so far away from us. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Eight minutes ago, people posted DNA from Beethoven's hair provides clues to his death and how he died. <laughs> Just saying, they're busy. They're not posting about this. More depressing human interest stories than normal are flooding oh, People insane. Magazine right now, it's and so I'm just bad. like, I can't the, even the go. The vibes to are awful. I like, can't even uh, go to this website. It's it's so reading the RSS feed, trying to find celebrity news is like wading through like the worst local news, you know, and you just want to change the channel. But you are just trying to find like, you know, news about Joanna Romy Mars. Yeah. And instead you're getting like the worst murders possible and like yeah. horrible yes. ways to die. Right. Literally. Yes. Next call. Hi, who weekly uh, long time, medium time. I'm wondering if you can break down for me the current feud that seems to be brewing between Candy Burris, famously of the R&B group Escape, and of course Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the women of SWV. Somehow Tamar Braxton is in the middle of it, and she's kind of going hard against Candy, so I want to take her side because I really like her. 
but I also don't know why they're feuding, and I know even less about the show that I think they have right now on VH1. So I'm just wondering if you can help explain that to me. Thank you so much. Grunch, grunch. One of everything really good. I'm going to need you to explain this to me, too. Okay. As the person with the Peacock subscription, I was the one who watched three episodes of this. So I do know exactly what happened. This is so similar to the Queen's Court issue from Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the drama here is not real drama. It's manufactured drama. That's what I've deduced. So SWV and Xscape did a show in Canada last year. And the preparation for that show was turned into a Mona Scott Young show, a.k.a. the queen of love and hip-hop herself. Herself, yeah. A Bravo reality show called SWV and Xscape, The Queens of R&B. So the show, it's like a mini-series about them having to come together to plan this show. In addition to that, it's also like getting into their family lives. Like there's a whole subplot about one of the kids wanting to be a dentist. And then he's like, actually, I want to be a singer. And they're like, oh, no, no, be a dentist. Don't be a singer. It's like it gets into like the domestic issues and comedy of their lives. But Uh the central thing is these two superstar R&B groups are joining forces for one night only at the like Toyota Center in Ontario. Is this just like a TV reality TV feud that's manufactured though? I worry about this. Like this isn't real. Is this real? It's a real feud, but once again, like Queen's Court, we know how it ends. So there's no drama. So the last episode ended with them fighting over the billing. Remember last year or two years ago when Monique and Deal Hughley did a show together and they were fighting over like the contractual agreement? Yeah, and both of them were like, I'm the lead. I'm the headliner. No, I'm the headliner. No, I'm the headliner. Right, right. Because a lot of it involves like, it involves ego, yes, but it also involves money. But I think mostly it's ego. Episode three ends with a fight between Xscape and SWV. Specifically, Candy of Xscape is like, no, we're the headliners. But this is what's actually sort of compelling about it in Who Weekly terms, because they're fighting over who's themier. So they're going into these little details where SWV is like, wait, you can't be a headliner. We've sold more albums than you. We've sold 30 million albums. You've only sold like 7 million albums. And then Xscape goes, but no, 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 no. We have more notoriety and fame because I'm on television and so is Tiny. Y'all aren't on television. SWV has major hits, but do they have the fan base or the following that we have? No. People watch me, Candy, on TV doing our thing. Then they find out, oh, these girls sing. So that fan base is millions and millions and millions of followers more. So they're fighting over fame levels. And unfortunately, we know how it ends because the show happened in September, the Ontario show, and they shared billing. They're both co-headliners. Like, we already know the ending. So it's just like, there's, so the feud is just like a a null, and it's also like on a TV show, but they just, it's literally, they shared the stage, aka they co-headlined. Yes. But who performed first? Who performed first? I I don't know, actually. And they, when they, when they talk about the planning of the show, they're talking about how they want to like weave in and out and like do some stuff together, do some stuff solo, whatever. But it's true. What you're saying is interesting to me, because... They're so right. SWV has better songs. That's yes, that's that's, it. that's we objective. Know more of their songs. <laughs> that's the songs I want to hear. But if I'm like, who do I want to see? I'm like Candy. Tiny. I'm like, I want to see Candy. I fucking love Candy. Mm-hmm. Tiny, I don't care as much about oh. Candy. I gotta see Candy. Like, the, Candy's a star to me because of Housewives of Atlanta. It's not all of us watch Ti and Tiny, I guess. <laughs> mm, no, thank you to that couple. Sorry, but 
Candy, I want to see Candy, but you're, but it's interesting because I want to hear SWV. So mm-hmm. in a way, like that's not wrong, but the answer always is co-headlining. The, yeah. the question is who goes first, and that kind of implies like opener, you know, vibes. Yeah, they can go back and forth. They can go back and forth. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed the concert at the Toyota Arena, and I guess you know. The problem is solved. It's just funny to be like, I can't believe I have to wait until next Monday to figure out the end of this fight. But then I'm like, wait a minute. I've been watching three episodes of the show. I know that it happened in September. So I went to the website for the Toyota Arena and saw the poster (laughs) and they're (laughs) co-headlining. This is the post-reality TV slump where it folds in on itself in this way where all of the why reality TV was good go like breaks because of the keep I'm going to call the keeping up with the Kardashians problem, Mm -hmm. AKA the continuity errors, like a shout out to Mariah. Like that was the beginning of kind of like smart people or just any fans of Kardashians realizing that these things were manufactured and they would create this thing as to quote unquote, what's going to happen. And then you could just find out you already knew what would happen. So it didn't matter. And it kind of ruined the show itself because reality, like it was not real time. Yeah. But fortunately, I think the show is sort of aware of the fact that, like, we know the answer to this. Like, this and is it, happening right. in the past. And it gives so they, you the behind the scenes. So you're getting the yeah. behind the scenes and you're also getting, like, stuff that has nothing to do with the show. Like, you are getting their mm-hmm. domestic lives because there there is an interesting narrative there about how mm-hmm. SWV mm-hmm. is the group with more iconic music and music that has resonated a little stronger over the past, like, many decades. But Escape has people who yes. have been on television for so long. So it's like, it. yes. it's sort of like the dynamic is interesting. But then the caller also yes. asked like, isn't Tamar Braxton involved? Tamar Braxton is not involved in this. She just commented on Instagram. <laughs> like, Yeah, she's not even involved. Candy, she's I think she involved. just really hates Candy. She just butt in. Because Candy, yeah. one, of the, one of Candy's points was that like, as Xscape, we charge more as a booking fee. But that is because, again, they're more famous. They're on VH1 mm-hmm. and Bravo all the time. Mm-hmm. And Tamar commented on this post and said, imagine having the biggest ego for the most non-singing person in the entire music industry, rolling eyes, stream my new hit song, Change, where I pay homage to the amazing SWV. So it's really just Tamar coming in out of nowhere saying, I'm Team SWV, stream what my music. What a star. Yes. Okay, moving on. Moving on. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. of. Kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is, every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing 
Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You France. go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Guys, I'm watching the inside Debbie Ryan and Josh Dunn's fascinating Ohio home from architectural digest. Why is it giving me such weird vibes? They're both foods, I think. Tell me more. All right, crunch, crunch, bye. You think they're both who's? You think they're both who's? Debbie Ryan and Josh Dunn? <laughs> Debbie Ryan of meme face, like, like hey, meme just face say, fame. <laughs> who is she making that face at? The guy from White Lotus. <laughs> hey, just say, ooh. Hey, just say, ooh. Debbie Ryan of Hey, Just Say fame, also of, I mean, the, yeah. The Disney. show that everyone hated. Ugh. Insatiable, insatiable Disney star but kind of like a cultural she's made multiple memes like this girl has made multiple memes yeah. that's kind of incredible to me and then she's married to probably a man a very very rich man aka the drummer from 21 Pilots yeah wish we could turn back time to the good old days when 
And they live in, drumroll please, Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Ohio. I love that. <laughs> Which I immediately find charming. The other thing I found charming, not like I love their house and like, oh, this is my aesthetic. It's, it's certainly disgusting. not my aesthetic. Yeah. But I thought it was extremely entertaining. And I shout out Architectural Digest for raising the bar in terms of just not doing everybody's hey, empty LA mansions. <laughs> Thank you. And finding a f- truly funky, fun house. For two freaks, you know, and showing it to us. And I don't think these two are selling this house. And honestly, AD Tour needs to stop letting celebrities use them as a real estate agency. Mm-hmm. I know. And so I think these two, I don't, I'll be so proven wrong if they're five fucking sell this thing, but you're putting a boxing ring in your basement. You're doing these very, very specifically tailored things. You're having your favorite muralist. You're flying them into paint a mm-hmm. basilica. Like it's a, mm-hmm. like a, 500 foot tall room it's like that doesn't feel like we're selling you know no it doesn't it doesn't feel like i'll tell you one thing it doesn't feel like anyone's buying that's that's major (laughs) but yeah don't you think this was entertaining was 15 minutes long too i watched the entire and you know what i watched the entire thing on 1x i watch a lot of stuff on Uh, 1.5x on youtube i watched it on 1x you didn't miss anything i didn't miss a single goddamn thing no we get a lot we get a lot of calls being like why would they do this why would they do this and I think the main mean? reason is because it's because they're so because they're so hooey because it's so random. I think a main reason. But I also is, think because they're proud of like a project that feels truly unique to them. And I do also think that they have a lot of artist friends that they wanted to plug, and they did a great job doing that in mm-hmm. this. The custom drum set that like looks like trees, ugly. The mural that looked cute, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, just so much stuff with the photographer who took the picture the of water them. Fountain There's in a the lot bedroom. of people. The fucking water fountain. It was like a gym. The water filter. First of all, it was a gym water fountain. I just want to say, we've seen a lot of things that celebrities have in their houses from Cribs days. Like, you know, Tommy Lee Jones had the Starbucks. We've just seen a lot of like celebrity excess, like Kim Kardashian's backyard, like little toontown that she has that everyone has been talking about recently. You know, she's like the fake stores. Tyrese with the Benihana. I've never, ever seen what can you play the clip when they talk about it yeah let me actually play it right now i've never seen this before when we moved here we started drinking a lot more filtered water so we got a filtered water dispenser right outside of uh, our bedroom and now we use it in the morning and night and all in between we have currently saved 517 plastic bottles so far we are amazing people it's like an office water filter (laughs) that is they have they have a commercial Built-in water filter dispenser into the wall next to their bedroom. I'm just. I've never uh, seen it. I've never seen it. I've. I, I've I don't never even seen know what it. to say. And now we've seen it. I don't even it. know what to I've say. I've never seen it. It's like having like one of those like hamster water dispensers next to your bed that you just like you know you like lick, yeah, lick you suck the, on. the ball. <laughs> I'm confused though. There's a there's kind of strange wording. It's like when we moved here, we started drinking more filtered water. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what what does that? Why mean? did why Maybe did you start drinking was... more filtered water in Ohio? You I came from know. LA. I that water is not amazing. Filter your water everywhere you live. What? I'm just saying, I am obsessed with something I've never seen before. When yeah. they first introduced the boxing ring in the basement, it they didn't imply that they box. They just were like, "What should we put here? A boxing ring?" No, nope, like, that was okay. the other. That was the other crazy part where they were like, "What should we do here? How about boxing?" And then they forced themselves to get into boxing. That's how it was. That's how it sounded to me. 
that might not be accurate. They have like a boxing coach. They have like custom gloves and and things and they whatever. I I was like, that's actually cool. They took this like hobby. They probably maybe learned together. But it was just so funny to be like, well, what do we do with this basement? Let's put a boxing ring in there. If there was a narrative to that, if there was more to that story, they don't tell that story at all. I mean, I will just say, though, Debbie Ryan really has a way with words. I don't know how to explain it, but just like she is a very like loquacious. You never know what's coming out of that mouth next when she's trying to describe stuff. Right. Like you have this in here. Debbie Ryan says something about how ceiling fans are very Ohio. Uh-huh. Like, wh- and it's like, where'd here. that come? Like, that's <laughs> that's wild. I have to hear that again. And then the ceiling fan. It's very Ohio. I think it's an Ohio thing. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Ceiling fans are very Ohio. Okay. I will literally take your word for it. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm just going to take your word for it. Great AD tour. Anything else stand out for you? I just kept thinking how rich he is, how rich he must be. Right. He must, (laughs) I mean, that is a, that is a song that will print money for at least the next like decade for sure. His sauna cold plunge thing. I was like, I'm I'm jealous. jealous. Well, I thought that too when David Harbour had the same thing in his Brooklyn townhome backyard, you know? Oh, me too. Trust me. You know, that's like the one thing I always get jealous over. But I was going to say there were a lot of people who were like, why them? They're hooey. I think number one, the house is special. But the other thing is, I think AD does try to pepper in other places because they are pretty LA, New York centric. They're pretty LA, New York heavy because that's where celebrities live. I've never seen one in Columbus, Ohio before. I love that they do this. And you and if you look at the ones that are from in other places, these are some of the best AD tours. Like Naomi exactly. Campbell's like hotels in Kenya. Like, uh, amazing thing in Kenya. Like I'm remembering how good weirdly Jared Padalecki's Austin. Austin house was pretty interesting. Tyrese's Atlanta house was wild. Um Choice Avon had one of the best houses we'd ever seen in Melbourne. Remember Casey's Oh, I love Nashville that house. house? Casey's Nashville. Yeah. They do they do go off the beaten path occasionally, but you're right. When they leave New York and LA, you are probably in for a treat. You're gonna want to watch it on one X. No, it's good. And also AD Tour is not strictly Vemi. Like I, I get I get that it's been raised up to this point where it's like It's maybe eighty percent Vemi. But I but they still like they're more about the content than the, you know, because if it's a boring house, like they don't really Oh, how know. could I forget Buckinghamshire when with Sienna Miller's little cottage that I would bump my head so in everywhere, cute. you know? It was so I love that cottage. It I would get a so concussion cute. every morning <laughs> in that house and I'd still live there. And I think there's a mix of I want to sell a, I want to sell a ha- my house or I worked so hard on this and it's so specific and it's such good that press. I'm proud of it that I want to show it off. And I think it is an interesting it's a thin line because eventually who even if if they do eventually sell it, they can use this as marketing. You know, it is like one of those things where it is like this free marketing tool to sell yeah. your house. But also Debbie Ryan and Josh Dunn, you know, have obviously put a lot of work into customizing the space for themselves. So it is even there's so many fucking tchotchkes, you know. I think I just about died when she was going through. I couldn't tell if Debbie understood that this was a funny sentence or if she was just telling the truth. But this line, I think, let me try to play it really fast. I can find it. This is a blockbuster card. This is from Home Goods. This is from Mexico. <laughs> this is a blockbuster card. This is from Home Goods. This is from Mexico. I think she knows she's being funny, but she is hilarious. Yeah. Hey, Jesse. She has multiple memes that surround her, the lore of her Disney experience, which is like pretty impressive. 
Hey, Lindsay Bobby Timmy. Um, so Niall Horan went to the White House for St. Patrick's Day to perform and meet Biden. It's like all over social media. Um, I am personally confused by this. I understand inviting, I guess, a famous Irish person to the White House for this. Like the, the White House loves having celebrities over to like promote things and celebrate milestones and holidays and whatever. Is Niall Horan the person to ask for Ireland? Was there not like a a zemier person, I guess, or like a better a better fitted person for this opportunity? I love Niall Horan. Don't get me wrong. I think I was just like deprived. It almost seemed like um, if you ask like a random person on the street, like, quick, you have to invite someone from Ireland to the White House. Who are you inviting? They're like, uh, Niall Horan, I guess. Um, yeah, let me know what you guys think. I love you. Grunch, grunch. It sounds like you don't like Niall Horan. <laughs> this person is like, I like Niall Horan, but why the fuck would he be the person they'd go to? Well, the reason is, and I not, and I, this is very cynical. Mm. Obviously, I think he is relatively famous. He's, he's on the judge on The Voice this season. He's yeah. like, he's doing press, actively press, press, doing press. press. He's so got, he's got a, like he's got a powerful publicist behind him right now. Did you see, he did an amazing video for Vogue. He did his beauty uh, regimen. Did you see this? Did no, and I love him. I should have it's watched that. Why didn't you so send that to me? good. Not only is it good, it's like in-depth and he takes it very seriously. And he talks about, he's like, here's how I do my hair. It's very heavy, so I have to do this. Here's, I bought these like, th- this, uh, I open my pores with a steamer. I also use it for my throat. So I let the product get in. I'm like, who taught you this? Like you, and then he talks about the um, the stigma of being a man interested in a, in, in a, in a, in face care and, mm-hmm. and, and skin care. And, and I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God. Oh, like so cute. You are, maybe he is just like really good at this being famous thing he's I, my favorite unlike one-deer. so many of his 1d uh fellow guys he's so you know obviously I mean? number one i kind of agree with that i've been saying this since time immemorial okay he's number one also having people you know perform at the white house is like p- part of it the other yeah. thing that i thought was funny was we did have like a million irish people at the oscars this year it is funny that niall is like the guy who went to the white house but they don't perform it right it, it, just, it needed to be a singer it was just yeah Right. It wouldn't be funny if Colin Farrell just went to the White House and just like stood next to Joe Biden and was like, it's St. Patrick's Day. Here's Colin Ugh. Farrell. Catch me getting arrested at the White House. <laughs> we did have a very Irish year for for cinema. We did. Everyone pointed it out. We did. You you got to anytime you ask a question, I think this is sort of a general rule when it comes to celebrities in general. But I think you ask it more when they are who's. If you're asking the question, why is insert who here at this sort of prominent thing? look at what they're doing, look at what they're promoting, because yeah. that's what the answer always is. I watched him on The Voice, and I thought he was great. They're doing a bit because it's Blake Shelton's last season, thank God. And again, a show I barely watch, but I'm just like happy Blake Shelton is like moving on from that. Getting off television. And they're yeah. doing this thing where he's kind of almost like Niles, like he's his mentor, and he's like his quote-unquote son, and there's this like, he's passing the torch, and it's it's a cute bit, I have to say. I like the bits on that show. I do feel like they do a good job with their bits amongst the judges. And Niall is coming off very easy. There's an ease to him that really works on the show. And there's a sweetness to him that really works on the show. And I think it's his best attributes as a celebrity, other than obviously being a musician and a pretty good singer, very much on display. The voice remains such a good place for musicians to try and be real people and 
become personalities. Do you know what I mean? Like Kelly Clarkson did this and got a, her own her own talk show from it. Yeah. It is just if you want to step into those waters, Jennifer Hudson. If you want to say, I think that I have a personality, I think that I'm funny, I think that I can joke and da da da, and I think I want to be more of a personality based celebrity. The Voice is like the number one place you should go to try it out. Does French Montana know who French Stewart is? Crunch, crunch. Promising young, promising young woman, woman. Does French Montana know who French Stewart is? French Montana rapper, French Stewart actor. <laughs> French Montana definitely vemier than French Stewart. Here we go. One, <laughs> two, three. Yes. No. What? You think French Montana watched 30, Third Rock from the Sun? No, I don't think that. I think that Frenches know Frenches. Come on, really? I don't think that's, that's a crazy thing to say. I'm searching famous people named French, but these are all last names. The first, the most famous person named French, this is playback.fm. This always comes up, this website. The first, the most famous person named French is French Montana. Then French Stewart, French Hill, French Lawrence, uh, then a historical figure. Okay, yeah, so they're the only two living or even dead, honestly, famous people named French. Famous Birthdays has famous Frenches and there's only three entries. <laughs> Number one, yeah, French Montana. Number two, French yeah. Stewart. And number three, someone named French Ballou, who is French, actually French. <laughs> <I st> <laughs> <laughs> he's actually I still, he's French. I still think he doesn't know who that is. Really? Okay. I think that it comes up when he's like looking things up about himself, maybe. But no, I do not think right. he watches Third Rock from the Sun. No. No. <sighs> I, I'd say no. You say yes. We can disagree. No, we can disagree. That's fine. Okay. Um, next call. <clears throat> Who is Demir? Rachel Zegler or Maddie Ziegler? Because I, I know that they are different people, but when I tell you how many times when I read Rachel Zegler, I'm like, oh, the dance mom's girl. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Uh, love your thoughts. Crunch, crunch. Uh, who's Demir, Rachel Zegler or Maddie Ziegler? I think that the caller kind of answered their own question. One, yeah. two, three, Maddie Ziegler. Maddie Ziegler. Maddie Ziegler. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, you're not there yet. She's working on it. She's working on it. She is. She's working hard. She's working hard. Next call. Hi. Long time, long time. I'm not going to tell you about a whole dream I had because dreams are boring, but there was one point where my dream self had to say, we have to go to this event. Everyone's going to be there. George Clooney, G Easy, and G Flip are going to be there. And I had to call the authorities, which is y'all, to ask, is there, does George Clooney know who G Flip or G Easy are, or both of them? Um, and is there any way these three people would ever be in a room? I already know I would not be there unless I were dreaming. Uh, that MacBook. <laughs> this dream is making me think of the Celine Dion meme, Je Telephone à la Police. <laughs> Does George know who uh, Georgia or Gerald are? That's the question here. What is Georgia's last name? Like Flippiano or something? Yeah, I have no idea. I know they're Georgia and I know g Easy is Gerald. Georgia Flippo. <laughs> G -flip. What if George Clooney went by G Clune or like, like what if he was on G, G Clooney? We don't know what Amal calls him. We Amal could call him that. G Clooney. G Clune. Does G Clune know G Flip and G Easy? Um, 
I think the answer is no to both counts. No on both counts. You say no to both? Yeah. Um, I also say no to both. George Clooney does not know who G Flip or G-Eazy are. You're right. And I'm going to try to show my work. I don't think George Clooney keeps up with contemporary music at all. I think George Clooney has had the same 10 CDs in his 10 CD changer for the past 25 years. Yeah. George turns on his like his CD player. It's a it's a 12 disc changer. And it's like, when the moon hits your eye. Like for some reason, it's like it's like Lake Cuomo music. <laughs> George has one of those classic Bose CD players, like, in his kitchen that he's had yeah, since, yeah, like, 1997. I'm telling you, as a 12-disc player, you know how your mom never changed out the 12-disc player? And you're like, okay. You're like, I- I'm sorry. I know there are 12 albums in here, and that's so exciting for you. But I cannot hear, like, Sting again. Like, this this specific Sting album is not hitting for me. My mom has literally had the same car since 2004. and yeah. And when you get wow. into that car, what do you hear? Up, 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 can only go up from here. It really like, is. But I'm just trying to put into perspective. Think about what a miracle it was to have a 12-disc changer in your house. And you could shuffle between songs in different CDs. That, to it's me. crazy. Like, back in the day, again, I now I'm just really like, age is really hitting us. But to that was like an incredible thing to be able to do. You could not do that. You'd have to burn yourself mm. a playlist or something or on, onto yeah. a cassette. But like this was like you could put in 12 CDs and it would play like a playlist or like play like shuffle. Yeah. Shuffle is a very special thing. We we never had the 12 CD changer. My We had like one CD player like in like the living room. But my sister had a five CD stereo in her bedroom. And oh I thought that was like God. the most miraculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I loved list- the noises that it made are very ASMR-y. Like I loved the way it changed discs. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And the yeah. shuffle button, you're right. You That wasn't a my thing da- until yeah. you had multiple CDs. I like could, d- dr- I could draw you a picture of what my dad's 12 disc CD player looked like on the inside. Because I remember Ugh. opening it up and being like, Whoa! Like they the all sat disc like one? little they sat like little pizza pies, and they would kind of like whoosh, 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 whoosh into the right place to play, you know. And then one would the play. ones the ones where they were up <laughs> vertically, yeah. Where they oh spin, my god, <gasps> like slides in a slideshow. I know. Oh my, I'm like god. horny thinking about a twelve disc, like how they the technology of a twelve disc changer. Did you have a friend whose parents had a hundred disc CD player, and then <laughs> oh my god, no, and Ow. they spun around. Oh, they spun around. Look. 100 discs. No, we only had 12. Oh my God, look at what they look like. They were so fucking crazy. How do you even have 100 CDs? 100 CDs is so many CDs. Look at how they look. Yeah, they look like this. Look, this is the one. Are you sending me it? Yeah, look. You like slide them oh in. Oh my like, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boop, and then you could see through the little window. Yeah, we didn't have this one. You could see through. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Kids today. What did they say on Twitter? Y'all weren't there. Even Y'all know. weren't there. You don't Y'all even just weren't know there. what it was like. You don't even Y'all know just like. weren't just like, there. You just fucking shuffle on Spotify. And you don't even know what it was like. <laughs> Music and movies? That used to take work, okay? It used to take work. Everything's so easy now. Yeah, you couldn't just like think of something and watch it or hear it. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, okay, let's move We have on. one more call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm watching The Bachelor, and I just saw that T-Mobile ad that has the two guys from Scrubs, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, with John Travolta. Um, and has John Travolta ever seen an episode of Scrubs? Crutch, crutch. This ad gives, like, brain injury. It's, like, a little scary. Let's play the ad. Have you seen this ad? I haven't seen it. 
Oh, are you? You have to watch it. Wait, Me watch just it. turn it. Let's just wa- it watch on. it. Okay, here we go. Home internet with a pain in the <laughs> Hey, neighbor. <laughs> Try T-Mobile. It sets up so fast. <laughs> it's like Wi-Fi that runs on 5G. It is. Home internet from T-Mobile. Oh, my God. Are you ready to call the police? Like, you need it. It's like... It, One cord's all that you need. cab, but we need to shut this town down. <laughs> Don't you worry about speed. I can't believe it. It's just 50 bucks. <laughs> Why pay more? Paying more sucks. Is this what advertisers think that we want to see? Is this what marketers think makes us feel comfortable about phone plans? But, uh, that's what T-Mobile can Still going. do. They got what they want. This has over 50 million views on YouTube. That's why they do it. They did something right. I'm just saying, like, it gives me, it's it darks Hives? me out. It is the darkest yeah. feeling to see this. I prefer the one with Bradley Cooper and his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's you what I want to see. I did you see that one. play that one. I did That's see actually, that one. That's actually, that works on me. The, his mom works on me, I have to say. That's a podcast. You know the, you know the Table Manners podcast with Jesse Ware and her mom? Give uh-huh. me a Bradley Cooper and her mom just talk about literally whatever, and I will listen to it. Listen, I just, I just, that Scrubs ad, I just, it, it is, it, it makes me worried. I just, it, it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it gives me fear and it gives me, you know, there's something wrong going on there. Don't you think? Yeah, it's, it's unpleasant. And I think the other thing that makes it kind of sad is when he was talking about Olivia Newton-John at the Oscars, it like made him cry. Yeah. Revisiting Greece, I think is probably really tar- hard for him. And also, I just think he's a generally emotional person yeah. at this point. It almost feels like he's very raw. I don't know. Maybe that's, it's weird because you'd think like it doesn't, it's not the Tom Cruise effect of Scientology. It's almost this weird opposite. I was gonna... He feels very open. Tom Cruise and John Travolta, if Scientology reporters are to be believed, are seemingly completely trapped in this cult. They cannot leave. They cannot leave. Tom seems so into it. And then Tom also has more closely aligned himself with David Miscavige, or at least used to in the past, in a way that's sort of like a little sinister. John really seems like he is, he's trapped there and he's so fucking sad about it. It's true. You know? It's true. It's true. Uh, But the the question was, has John Travolta ever seen an episode of Scrubs? Because... (laughs) This T-Mobile commercial co-stars Donald Faison and Zach Braff, whose movie, argue, by the no. way, did you see is being panned? I'd say no. Yeah. I would argue no. Oh, you mean his movie with Florence Pugh, his ex-girlfriend, is being panned? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say no. I don't think he needs to, and I don't think that he has. John Travolta's watching, like, old episodes of MASH and the Mary Tyler Moore show. You know, like... John Travolta's watching flight simulators on <laughs> YouTube. John Travolta's no? watching What Happened to MH370 on Netflix, you know? Oh, fantastic. I highly recommend it. I mean, it's awful but the the doc is good when they find out that the captain had the flight simulator in his basement we'll talk about oh this on the my patreon God. this week on flight the patreon we're watching the we're watching spring breakers but we're probably going to talk about the pod the documentary during spring breakers the entire yeah. time also i really want to watch the waco documentary that just released too oh where I'm with waco. where, where? On netflix on netflix um, okay all right on netflix okay the waco well, documentary Okay, fine. I know you. An early memory of mine asking my parents who David Koresh is. <laughs> I know you. Whenever Waco comes up, it's like it's like for you. It's almost like eating a pancake at IHOP. Just the most yeah. warm memories for some reason. <laughs> yeah. 
Being in the car. What's the deal with David Koresh? What's more heartwarming, a, an eight-disc CD changer or Waco? <laughs> For you. What brings back more of a... Uh, we're going to... We're kind of... We're kind of neck and neck. Stuff. This is tough because, again, I think I mentioned this neck. before. Waco, yes, has David Koresh and the uh, Branch Davidians and um, the uh, work of the FBI and the ATF. But... Uh, it also has an amazing fast food intersection filled with every possible fast food you could possibly want. So Waco's kind of nice. Waco. Okay. Uh, we're done. Thank you for listening to an episode of another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks. Like Lindsay said, we're doing the 10th anniversary of Spring Breakers, which was Timmy's idea. Thank you, Timmy. Uh, he said, do a commentary for Spring Breakers. And we said, Okay. We're going to do that. You can also get the audio only on the Apple Podcasts app. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. And of course, thank you to Timmy for everything you do. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. And then the ceiling fan. It's very Ohio. I think it's an Ohio thing. Guys, they're bringing back a monk. A Monk has been revived, and I feel like your genius who said it, A Monk or A Monk game, might have um, manifested this into existence, which, if you think about it, is something that the other A Monk might have been uh, capable of. So it's, it's pretty amazing work. Great job. Crunch, crunch. Hi, I was just kind of wondering if you could rank uh, the times of the day, um, like noon, maybe the Demius, uh midnight is up there, 6 p.m. Who? Uh, all right, thank you. Crunch, crunch. Please talk about the Shania train, I beg of you, and potential side project, other who trains? in the world, Orient Express, Le TGV. I think that's all I got. Thanks, bye. I'm gay, and I like chicken. <laughs> <laughs>